As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Oh, frozen water. What are we doing here? No way. Is he gonna? Is he gonna do it? Yes! 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 Can you take me higher to a place where blind men see? Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, November first. 2023. Happy Mariah Carey Day to all that celebrate. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory. To my left, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And the man making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. How was Halloween night? Spooky. Yeah? (laughs) Not that spooky. Uh, I didn't get scared once, uh, but it was a a great time. Great time getting candy, uh, seeing people. Looking at costumes. A lot of Ninja Turtles out there. Love it. Oh, really? Yeah. They're back, baby. Now, when you say a lot of Ninja Turtles, we got the whole gang? Or are there a lot more Leonardo's or Michelangelo's than maybe Donatello's and Raphael's? I would say number one uh, Ninja Turtle I saw was Raphael. The most (gasps) common. Yeah. Maybe it's... Oh, I wonder why. He's got two. But the best group costume I saw... All four Ninja Turtles, plus a Splinter, plus a Shredder, plus a kid who was dressed as a piece of pizza. They oh, were awesome. Oh, interesting. Then I saw them on a ring camera later giving a finger to the camera because they were out of candy. So <laughs> these kids were doing it right. Okay. <laughs> That's great. So good night for you. And JD, uh, like myself, you're on a dead-end street. Mm-hmm. Did the kids show up? It was cold in Atlanta last night. Zero. Oh, me too. Zero kids. It's so sad. It I was like, I, was, I, I, I honestly... Felt like my old man last night, like just like <laughs> wandering back and forth in front of the window, just looking. Uh, Nora's like, just okay. leave it. Yeah, I'm like, is oh, is there anybody coming down here? I, I'm, should I make the lights brighter? You know, <laughs> turn on we have, we have a house. we have a gate too. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe that's people, but mm. there's just no kids. Yeah, there was nobody. In fact, it got. We were so desperate to hand out candy. That I, again, in my creepy state, looking out the window, <laughs> saw our neighbors, two kids, two young children, 
getting ready to get in the van to go to the rich right. neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, I, hold on, hold on. I got some candy for you. Take it, please. And literally, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep taking it. Keep taking it. So, yeah. It's sad. Just throwing candy at the car as it's pulling <laughs> as away. Going, yeah. uh, well, I hope everybody had uh, a safe and happy Halloween. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Tell your friends. And uh, if you're a baseball fan, check out today's No Bunts over at the Athletic Baseball Show YouTube feed and podcast feed. I talked to Joel this morning. We recapped the World Series through four games. We talked about the stupid low television ratings Mm. for this World Series and whether you should care at all. And we debated whether a $250 sandwich set is a good deal. (laughs) What's a sandwich set? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, (laughs) The Rangers have this $250 sandwich set, which is three sandwiches each two feet long. We're talking six feet of sandwiches. Wow. One's like a lobster roll. One's like a beef patty, really, like a hamburger, I guess. And then one is a hot dog. But they're... uh, all two feet long. A two foot long hot dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary. <laughs> oh, yeah. What about a lobster roll with beef tenderloin on yeah. it? Yeah. This yeah. is insanity. Yeah. Uh, no, does I it know. come with like a souvenir tray or something like that? You know, that you get to take home. Oh, you can use it later. No, it comes with a, a free ticket in the ambulance ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts. Wow. Anyway, that's uh, what no a combo. Buns. I know, I know, I know. It's weird to me. Uh, they only sell 10. Limited supply, limited quality, quantity. <laughs> Only 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Lobster. Stuff to track down. Exactly, exactly. So that's No Bunts. This is No Dunks. We talk basketball. Let's recap last night's games. Only three on, and we, we will start with the most exciting one. Keldon Johnson with the steal and the score, capping the Spurs comeback versus the Suns. Very entertaining finish. They were down 20 at one point, and they stormed back and get the victory on the road. What do you think? If you're going to only lead for two seconds in a basketball game... The last two are the ones you want to lead. Shout out to the Spurs pulling this off. I can't believe it because the Suns had a huge lead at the end of the third quarter. You know, 15, 16 points at the end of the third going into the fourth. Uh, But then the Spurs went zone and with no Bradley Beal, no Devin Booker, the Suns were a little bit confused. They had a tough time getting the ball into Kevin Durant just when the Spurs were in zone, if it was a man possession, Durant got the ball fairly easily and got to the hoop for an easy bucket most of the time. Uh, but I thought it was smart of the Spurs to try and throw them off their rhythm without their two lead perimeter uh, players out there to really generate offense for him because it was kind of just, can you bail us out, Kevin Durant? Yeah, a little yeah. too much Nurkic for my liking. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty impressive the way the Spurs were able to pull this comeback off. And then the last couple of plays were huge. Wemby. With the tip dunk to bring it to a one-point game. Yep. And then the trap in the corner. Keldon Johnson getting the steal. Kind of just taking it out of Kevin Durant's hands. Finishing at the hoop. That was nice. Could have been a foul on Trey Jones, I thought. If you were going to call a foul on anybody, certainly mm-hmm. Frank Vogel wanted one. Uh, but end of the game, you can get away with a little bit of stuff. And certainly the Spurs did. And they pulled it off. That was cool. Yeah, for, for a team to come back from that much and get the victory without leading uh, any of the game until the final seconds, like you said, you need the team you come back against to make some dumb mistakes. Mm. And I thought within the final five minutes, Phoenix made some just boneheaded plays that really bit them in the ass. The first one was Nurkic just dropping the post-entry pass to him at one point. It just slipped out of his hands. 
they get the jump ball, so you're like, okay, well, maybe he can win this, and maybe they can sort of save the possession. Instead, the exact opposite happens. Zach Collins with a great tip ahead to Keldon Johnson, who scores on the fast break. That was like an outlet pass. Two points right there. 320 left. KD, they, they get a stop, and they're on the fast break, and I thought he threw a brutal pass at the feet of a Koji, and it was in traffic. Now, Josh sort of manages to keep possession, he goes up underneath the hoop. He sort of gets strip blocked. Still keeps the ball, and it ends in a in a Nurkic uh, three point attempt that he missed. I mean, he was sort of feeling it. He had hit a couple. He hit two, but not a great possession overall. And I mean, you just look back at that one, like ooh, either they score, they should have scored in transition. It was just a bad pass, I thought. And again, KD sort of threw it in too much traffic. Two minutes left. Wemby is running out of shot clock. I don't know if you remember this one. He gives an absolute grenade to Jones in the paint. Yeah. And, like, it was not really going to be a shot attempt, I don't think. I don't even think he was going to get it up. Maybe he didn't even know with the shot clock there on the floor. And instead he gets fouled. And it was like, oh, what are you doing? He goes to the line, hits both of them. It's a three-point game. And then you said already the ending there. I mean, what they give up, Wemby, you know, I know he's a tough guy to obviously keep off the glass, but easy put-back dunk for him. Cuts it to one. And then they did the smart move where they trapped KD. Yeah, there's some contact. He thought he was getting fouled. He thought the whistle was coming. Kellen just says, give me that, and scores inside. So, like, yeah, three or four really just dumb mistakes that helped the Suns sort of hand this one over to the Spurs. Yeah, the Suns fairly, I think, thought they were home three after so. this one. But yeah. once you get thrown out of the rhythm and the other team is able to get into a rhythm, sometimes it's hard to turn off that water. And I thought the Sun or the Spurs did a really good job of when they got stops, they ran it back the other way. The transition game was yep. pretty solid uh, for San Antonio last night. You know, they oftentimes are playing without a facilitator out there, often going with a bunch of like five bigger dudes. You know, Sohan will be the point guard. So scoring in transition can be a way to generate some pretty easy offense for a team that doesn't always know what they're trying to do. Like on the Wemby tip dunk, that was a botched play, but he just happened to be out on the out on the wing. Nobody had found him, and then he's obviously seven foot five. So once the ball is up, <laughs> hanging there, he was the first one to get to yeah. it. So uh, good on him to just keep at it. Really fun matchup between uh, Slenderman and the Slim Reaper on Halloween night. Totally. Uh, oh, yeah. It was just oh, yeah. you know it's just cool to watch, and it also I sort of like seeing Wemby take on a guy like KD because you are reminded like well he is seven feet tall too, yeah. and the stuff he does obviously like a guard and the way he scores and stuff like that. But then there's just like a supersized version of him out there, and you know they had some fun sort of dunks, uh, you know on each other, around each other, however you want to put it. But it was cool to see, and, you know, Wemby talking about sort of going up against one of his idols as well. Yeah, said Kevin Durant said it made him feel old. Because, yeah, it uh, uh, But also, it's like, when you watch the way Wemby plays, you're like, oh yeah, Kevin Durant probably is one of his favorite players. So, yeah. uh, even though KD knocked down the jumper in his face, Wemby's probably going to be happy to have that picture of them. That fadeaway from oh, Kevin yeah. Durant. And then you've got Wemby kind of like playing fadeaway defense. They look like two parentheses next to each other. <laughs> that was incredible. That's going to be like an iconic shot over the years. Kind of a, I don't know if it's a passing of the torch moment since they're a little bit different generations, yeah. different uh, different style players, but still cool uh, to look back on. And then obviously the back cut for Durant to get the dunk on Wemby, followed by Wemby throwing down on Drew Eubanks the very next time down. Shout out to Drew Eubanks. Thank you so much for jumping. A lot of players <laughs> Would just say, hey, man, nope. that guy's eight inches taller than me. Go ahead. <laughs> Not Drew Eubanks. He gave it a shot. And then, hey, he got his own dunks in a little bit later uh-huh. as well. But, uh, yeah, that was cool to see 
Wemby's first real NBA highlight. Wild comeback uh, for the Spurs to get the victory. Uh, I imagine so many people, at least on the East Coast, turned this one off at halftime when it was a big, big lead. Suns looked like they were rolling. rolling, Like you said, even through to the third quarter, you're like, uh, that's what you should always do, right? If it's late where you are, if it's a 20-point game at halftime, you got to at least give it like the first six minutes of the third quarter and you see if the team gets back into it. So I couldn't even fault you if you said, ah, I'm going to bed. This looks like a Suns win. But yeah. wow, what a comeback. Catch the highlights. Uh, anything else from that fun, fun game? What'd you think of the Slenderman costume there from That was great. From looked amazing. I was pretty surprised, though, when uh, Ernie Johnson's like, yeah, you know the movie? What? <laughs> <laughs> they, the other guy me. seemed very confused. Yeah, they're like, what is he? Even if he just looks cool. Like, he just looked cool. Yeah. Uh, but I like that. Uh, there's a couple other Wemby plays that I like. It's like you're just seeing things that are so unusual. Yeah. I love the block he had on Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen drives in oh, yeah. from the left corner. He sees Wemby on the left side of the lane. You know, Wemby puts his hand up to challenge the shot. So Grayson wisely is like, all right, I got to try it on the other side. Got to try a reverse. And Wemby blocks it on the other side without yeah. jumping. Just yeah. reaches Just puts over. his arm out. <laughs> that was ridiculous. And then I also loved, uh, I think this was a, maybe in the third quarter, fourth quarter, I don't know, uh, a Wemby assist. He went up for a jump shot. And just dropped it off to Chetty Osmond for a layup. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's savvy right yeah, there. This guy's yeah. already weaponizing his height and his jump shot uh, for playmaking. The sky is the limit, and he's there. Well, I mean, I think this it. last night's game was a good representation of what the Spurs are obviously trying to build here and hope with their three guys, number one pick, Wemby, Devin Vassell, who had a big three in this good. one and was great, and then Keldon Johnson with these timely buckets. Like, those three... Um, you know, you can you can see the vision here of what they're trying to build around those three. So great win for them. All right, moving on. Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, they scored 19 points apiece. Knicks beat the Cavs 109 to 91. Now I will say the injury plagued Cavs here. No Darius Garland. He's uh, missed three, I guess, straight with the left hamstring strain. No Jared Allen. We've missed him the entire season. He's got a bone bruise in his ankle. No Karis Levert left hamstring soreness, and then no backup point guard tied Jerome. So Cavs pretty shorthanded here, um, but the Knicks took care of business, I thought. Played just just soundly enough. Uh, I thought maybe there in the third quarter, Tibbs called an early timeout, and he's like, what the hell are we doing yeah. here? I mean, we should be putting this team away. They're very shorthanded. Come on, get your head out of your ass. And they responded. They went on a massive run, and this turned into a bit of a, a, bit of a yawner. Yeah, I think you would probably call this a Bisman-like win. Businessman like win. There you go. Bisman? You called it Bisman. I didn't know what the hell that Bisman. was. I guess you could call this a Bisman like win. I'm like, this is what? a Bisman like win. This yeah. was a businessman like win. You don't need to say businessman or man. Business like? Yeah. <laughs> why am I, I slipping the man in there? I don't know. Probably because I'm thinking about how undermanned the Cleveland Cavaliers were because they looked at, and the next to their credit, three guys in double figures. I thought their bench. Really took advantage because uh, that's where it showed to me the lack of depth for the Cavs right now. They were running out lineups with Sam Merrill, Amani Bates, George Niang, Tristan Thompson, and a guy named Craig Porter Jr. Who? We got another Porter Jr. around here? I know. I had never seen that guy before. He was trying some fancy moves, and I don't think he's completely <laughs> ironed him out right now. He actually didn't play that poorly. He, I mean, <laughs> he did some flashy stuff. He'd do like sit cross, 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 miss a lane. Yeah. Cross, 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 throw a pass to the other team. Don't uh, worry, we're NBA sickos, but John Schumann, probably the ultimate NBA sicko, I saw him tweet, just had my first, I have no clue who that guy checking into the game is of this season, and it was Craig Porter Craig Jr. Craig Porter yeah, Jr. I, I definitely was like, what? Oh, Porter Jr.? Yeah. I was like, what? 
hold on. I yeah. thought that one guy was out of the league. I was very confused for a second, but yeah, Craig. Yeah, don't call me Otto. Don't call me Michael. <laughs> yes. And you definitely not call me the other guy. That's but right. 18 points for quickly off the bench, 13 for Hartenstein. I thought he was kind of dominant in this game uh, in the minutes he played. And that was where I thought the Knicks really kind of turned this into a blowout because the starting lineups, at least there's some starters out there still for the Cavs. But man, it felt like Donovan Mitchell had zero room to operate. Bad game for Struess and an invisible game for Evan Mobley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rough, rough game. I mean, what's going on? Like the Knicks just have the Cavs number. Again, they're shorthanded, but I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are now two and eight against the Knicks in their last 10 games sure, going sure. back to the uh, postseason and last season there. So they've got their number, but yeah. Uh, I like that the Knicks made the decision too. hey, these guys have no one else really besides Mitchell, you know, Mobley not really contributing. Um, let's like get a lot more aggressive with him. Let's trap him. Let's make any of these other guys that yep. half of them we don't even know try and beat us. And that game plan worked. Mitchell held the six points and only six shot attempts in the entire second half. And Randall talked about it after the game. We just got a lot more aggressive with him and like tried to get it out of his hands. Forced that pass. And uh, these other guys, they could not beat us. We will live Absolutely with Craig not. Porter Jr. trying to beat us. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, at least on this night, he couldn't. 39 points in the second half yeah. for the Cavs. And it just feels like it's going to be a struggle for them. Until J- Darius Garland is healthy, until they have Jarrett Allen back as a role threat, or when they have games like when Max Struess can't miss from outside. Yeah. That'll be ways that they can generate offense, but when you're looking for Niang to be carrying your bench units, that's going to be tough. Yeah, this was a home-and-home home series here. They play again tonight yeah, yeah. in Madison yeah, Square yeah. Garden, so they got that going. I guess Mitchell is going to play because he was uh, at least – a game time decision, or it was mm-hmm. up in the air whether he was going to go for this one. But yeah, great Knicks win, uh, business like win, Bisman like, <laughs> yeah, Bisman Biombo, <laughs> and Bisman. Uh, uh, yeah, Randall Brunson quickly awesome, and RJ Barrett at least in the first half, uh, he's hitting threes at a pretty good clip there this year, so that's good for them. So good win there from the Knicks. Uh, final game of the night uh, with Harden watching. He was there. He got on the plane. Uh, the Clippers took control in the third quarter to beat the Magic one eighteen. 102. Any thoughts from this one? I know the headline says they took control in the third quarter, but I really thought it was Paul George putting the team on his back at the end of the second quarter. Scored 10 points in the quarter. Had that first basket he made on the night, that acrobatic finish where he's like kind of falling sideways. Had a nice little drop off the Zubots for a dunk. Uh, And then most importantly, got to the line six times. Made five of his free throws. And that was kind of like... The Clippers had nothing going offensively. Not a great game for Kawhi. Westbrook played really, really well. But Paul George said, okay, we've got an opportunity here. The Magic are not blowing us out right now. Mm -hmm. We can keep it close. And he kind of just decided uh, to go crazy and put the team on his back. 27 points in the end. Seven assists as well for Paul George. This was a great game uh, for him. And like I said, Westbrook played really, really well. Kind of a don't forget about me kind of game, I thought. 18 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, 5 steals. Not bad. At a block as well. The Clippers right now are 10th in pace in the NBA. This is a team that doesn't necessarily play very fast. Westbrook has kind of hyperized them. Uh, But with James Harden coming in, that guy's a slow it down kind of guy as well. The Clippers have to figure out a way to keep playing Westbrook ball a little bit just Mm -hmm. because they need the changeup, I think. Yeah. Harden and Tucker arrived 75 minutes before tip-off, but, like, the, it wasn't an official trade yet, so they couldn't even, like, talk about it, like, Ty Lue yes. and those guys. But yeah. you saw the clip, you know, Harden greeted by Steve Ballmer. Then he goes into the locker room. He sees Russ. You know, they hug it out. And uh, he was asked about being traded to the Clippers. Harden said, quote, you don't understand 
He was talking about how excited he was to be in L.A. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, they play again tonight. Do we have word whether he's a go or is they going to push this off? I guess they're there. They're there. They could, in theory, play. They play the Lakers tonight. Yeah, they play the Lakers. Yeah, Clips, Lakers. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, maybe somebody on the stream team actually knows that. I should have checked that. I don't know if Harden is playing or Tucker. Uh, and just my final thought uh, in seeing Paolo Bencaro struggling here in, in this game and really for the entire season so far, I was yep. thinking about a few guys from Team USA, that team that finished fourth at the World Cup. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. They're struggling, a couple of them. Paolo Bencaro, 12.5 points per game he's averaging. Shooting 38%, not even. Round up for that. Austin Reeves, we've talked about a lot for the Lakers. Sure. 10 points per game, shooting 33%. And then I'll throw in Josh Hart, not a score, but only 4.8 points per game, and he's shooting 38% too. Now, some of the other guys are doing all right. Halliburton, you know, Anthony Edwards. There's other guys that were on that team. Uh, but three specifically there, a little Team USA hangover, which is which is weird because we're usually doing the opposites. Like, oh man, great reps. Obviously, you know, uh, big games, big opportunities. They'll carry that over. They'll be in shape. And instead we got, I would say two specifically, Bancaro and Reeves really struggling out of the gate here. How long ago was that fourth place finish for Team USA? That was a couple of months. September, right? Yeah. September? It was that late? Well, yeah, I maybe it was. It was. I, yeah, I guess you're right. Probably started it was August. in August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I definitely heard uh, D'Angelo Russell said that Reeves doesn't have his legs. But also Luka Doncic is one of the leading MVP yeah. candidates, so I don't actually buy it. Yeah. But it's a good excuse early in the season. Uh, yeah, I know. It's yeah. it's just weird. Now I'm trying to check when the heck that ended. Uh, no, yeah. It, yeah, September. But, you know, basically a couple time, weeks man. in. I know, time. time, 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 time. Anyway, just a little note there. Uh some news from yesterday. I got a couple more things on this one. Oh. Uh, what other things do I have? Oh, I was going to say that it's good that Paul George had a good game because he oh. showed up uh, pregame wearing a Where's Waldo costume. And basically every quote tweet on Twitter said, look at how many bookmarks there are for this. He cannot have a bad game now or in the playoffs. Well, yeah, I was going to say not not really last night's game yeah. you got to worry about. Yeah. It will be uh it'll become April, May. Yeah, you know, yes. June, people are maybe. saving that one. Where's Paul? Yes. Yeah, he showed up big time last night. Uh Jalen Suggs, interesting game. Yeah. He's a kind of an everything bagel kind of guy, I think. 11 points last night, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, a block. Kind of filled up the box score, but there was also a possession where Russell Westbrook made him touch earth on a crossover, and then Paul George made him do the splits on a crossover as well. So, mixed bag for Suggs. My last note is that Jim Jackson talks about cigars a lot. (laughs) He likes them. He loves cigars. Yeah. (laughs) You can tell with the way his voice sounds. He's got an incredible cigar-stained voice. But, man, they were were doing soliloquies (laughs) about going to the cigar bar. (laughs) God, hey. Hey, whatever floats your boat, man. I also want to, just speaking of broadcasters, I tweeted it out. I want a supercut. From even just this season, somebody should keep track of how many times Reggie Miller says, anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> he loves that line. He loves it. Oh, my God. Don't you dare hit a jumper after I hit a jumper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He will say that no matter what. Uh, in news, uh, NBA news, fun NBA news, Joel Embiid has been fined $35,000 by the NBA for making an obscene gesture during the 76ers' victory against the Blazers on Sunday. Uh, this is one of my favorite like quotes 
from like a press release about this, about the information. Quote, Joe Dumars, the league's executive vice president and head of basketball operations, announced the penalty Tuesday after Embiid made four WWE-style crude chops that sent the crowd into a frenzy Sunday. End quote. Four WWE-style crude chops. You think Joe Dumars put that in specifically? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, that's Triple H. I know. I know that's DX. So, 35K. I mean, has he been fined for this before? I thought he got 25 the yeah, last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my two takes are that I wish it was divisible by four so that we would know how much each chop costs. Well, it, it is divisible by four. I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, what, I guess, what, yeah, what I guess is it, so. like 8,000? Yeah, sure, seven, but I'm like, saying it should be either 32,000, 36,000, or preferably 40,000. An easy mm. 10 mm. per chop. So you know what you're getting into. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe you got a bonus at work. <laughs> These guys work at the NBA, so I don't know how they get bonuses. But you're like, eh, I got an extra 10, 10 Gs. I'll just throw one chop. <laughs> That'd be fine. But also, I think this is totally worth it for Joel Embiid. He's got Skechers money. And they must be paying him well, because there's no way you would choose to wear Skechers on a basketball court. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, they're trying to get into it. Should he start uh, crude chopping his shoes <laughs> so you can really see them? Take a look. Just go really low with it. And what would they do? Like, are we... It's, like, not as, it's not obscene, then. No. If you're chopping your foot. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, can you chop your foot? What are those? Uh, Degeneration X style. Yes. And it's like, the, it's the, the, yeah, the crotch part of it gets you in trouble, just like we can't do the uh, the big balls Sam Cassell dance. Yeah, you're allowed to flex your muscles. Exactly. You should be able to chop your foot. You're allowed to shoot a fake bow and arrow. Totally cool. You're allowed to... Uh, I guess show me the money. Yep. I don't know. Count stomp. your dollars. You can like do that, LeBron. Stomp. Yeah, slap your chest, stomp your feet. But when you get into the groin area, you can't do anything. Yeah, groin you, you free. Can't, you can't illustrate how big your balls are, Mm-mm. and you can't draw attention. Draw attention by <laughs> crotching or chopping them. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> There's ways to, to get me, around this. Yeah, there is. Uh, 35k for Joel B, but uh, funny back and forth, I guess with. Uh, Triple H online, right? Yeah, WrestleMania's yes. in Philadelphia. Yeah, WrestleMania 40. And I so think he, they got So up. Triple H was saying, hey, come on, come hang out and do do it as much as you want. But then Joel responded with something. It's not Super Bowl weekend. What, what, he responded like he couldn't 40. be there or something, I thought. Okay, so it is Saturday, April 6th, and Sunday, April 7th. That's probably the last week of the season. Oh, is that right? what he was saying? Okay. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Something like that. That makes more sense. Anyway. Uh, he should be there. He will be there. Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. And when we come back, we're hitting the beach to read your emails and tweets. What, 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 he what? won't be there. Why? Bad news. Why? The Philadelphia 76ers play at Memphis and at San Antonio on the 6th and 7th. He's busy. It's the end of the season. Skip them. Rest. Yeah. No, he'll uh, be those there. are rest games. Do a film a vignette. <laughs> film a vignette. With uh, Jackie Redman. Film a vignette with Jackie Redman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> done and done. All right, we'll be right back to hit the beach. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. 
You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Stream team chiming in on the Embiid 35K for the crude and rude crotch chops. Uh, Still with the points out, he should just do a Rodman and skip the game to wrestle. So uh, yeah, leave one of those games fly back to Philadelphia, partake in WrestleMania. But Schumann's got a better idea. They could do a cinematic match, like The Undertaker and AJ Styles. Remember that? During oh, the yeah, pandemic, yeah. I guess. a boneyard match, perhaps? I think it was a boneyard <laughs> match. So we could film that before he goes and plays. And uh, and he could, yeah, do his uh, DX chop as much as he would like in that match. That's a good idea, Shu. I think Triple H would put him over for one week only. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's hit the beach. You got the buzz, I got the rockets, you got the nuts, I got the chocolates, we got that chit chat down, pack, blah, 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 you got that certain special, genesis, wow! Oh, wow! Oh, 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 oh. Blue Beach, that was songs. Crazy lyrics. We're on the beach, JD has found a new gem. Yeah! Suck it! We got the nuts, we got the I was not ready for that. JD, what? The search is over. The search is over. The search is over? That's the one? That's the one. I know know those guys. It felt really good to jump on a group text and say, hey, can I use your beat song? I'm looking for it. You know them? I know them, yeah. They're a jab. My favorite band from the 90s. Wow. We'll put a link to their band camp. All right. Excellent. All right. What's that song called? Beach song. People are saying this is it. This is the one. We have found it. All right. Good stuff. Uh, First question Uh, is just one week, but how are your preseason predictions looking? That is from at James DCO by way of Twitter slash X. So one week in, uh, how are you feeling about your preseason predictions, TK? All of mine are still alive right now. <laughs> <laughs> still looking okay. Perfect. It's a long season. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I picked Jason Tatum for MVP. We never talk about that guy right now. No. But no. according to Basketball References MVP tracker, currently fifth. Okay. You want to take a stab at the top five? You can get him. Well, it's, it's Luka. It's the Joker. Yep. It's, uh, I'm forgetting a very obvious one. He's got some MVPs in his back pocket. Giannis? No, 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 no. Not Giannis. He hasn't been uh, tearing it up yet, but we, I mean, we talked. This guy got number one in our three stars the other day. Um. Oh, my God. I said Luke. No. Um. <laughs> what? Stephen Curry. Oh my god. Yeah, you've heard of him. You know the oh, you remember him. Holy. You remember him. Yes, yes, yes. The I thought the tough one was gonna be number four. Tyrese Maxey. Oh wow. Yeah. I guess he's scoring like He's scoring a games. ton. They're yeah. winning a bunch of games right now and he's been really, really efficient. So yeah, sure, include him. But yeah, Tatum I think has been really, really good yeah. uh so far to start the season. Twenty nine point seven points per game, eight rebounds, four assists. 55, 37, and then just 70% from the line. That'll come up eventually. He's definitely been in the mix right now, but the Celtics are kind of just rolling, uh, and it's more exciting to see Jalen Brown hit eight threes. Kristaps Porzingis have a bunch of threes and a bunch of blocks in the same yep. game. We're seeing what Drew Holiday can do. We're seeing how they're adjusting their lineups uh, as the season goes on. Tatum 
just ticking along at 30 points per game, carrying the team, still the best player on the team. He's got a chance at MVP, but his numbers just haven't been wowzers like yeah. these other guys have yet. But, I mean, really, it's going to be all about wins. Yes. I mean, if it, it's with all of these guys, all the numbers they put up, if it's like if one of the teams separates themselves from the rest of the pack, and I'm talking, you know, five more wins or whatever, and they're just like flirting with the 60 or they're there and over like that, you're going to immediately go to the best player on that team, all these guys we mentioned, and they're going to probably get it. Uh, but if it's... If it's jumbled once again, mm-hmm. then 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 we get into like, well, this team was missing so and so, and this guy has more of an offensive load. This guy plays defense, and we'll get into all that. I like uh, Tom Haberstroh's sort of thoughts on these preseason predictions. He tweeted the other day, NBA opening week vibes, preseason prediction coming true. Yeah, called it. Preseason prediction being dead wrong. Small sample size. Too early to tell you guys. That's the truth. That's too early. Yeah, it's too early. But uh, I did pull my over-under locks. Um, Again, one week into the season, so everything technically is still alive. Uh, But I had – I'll give them each to you, and you tell me how confident you think my prediction is. And, and how confident you are in it? Well, no, not me. How or how, how I'm feeling about your prediction. How do you think prediction? it's going to project? Okay, okay, okay. Hawks, caca, over 42 and a half was a lock for me. Ooh, that's gonna. I think that comes down to the last night of the season. Okay. Juice. Okay. <laughs> uh, Bucks under 56 and a half. Okay, I was under on that one you as were, well. You I were. can I can see that coming true. They're going to have problems defensively okay. at times. I think. Uh, Knicks over 45 and a half. Okay, uh, I'm jaded a little. I don't know if jaded's not the right word, but I saw the Knicks play a great game against the Hawks. Probably Jalen Brunson's best game. Got the dub against the Cavs last night. They look like a team that knows what they're doing. Yeah. They played together for a couple of seasons now, so I think that could go over. I feel pretty good yeah. about it. And we we were pointing out on the Over Under podcast, and you brought it up, they started so poorly last year. Yeah. We said, well, if they take away that, and they're a much better team, then they should hit that. Okay. Kings, 44 and a half, over. The Fox injury makes it yeah. questionable. They've got a favorable schedule. I think they got the Rockets a couple of times yeah. uh, coming up this week, but we'll see how long he stays out with this ankle injury and if there's any reoccurrences later. Um, that would be the thing I think that could jeopardize that one. Okay. Suns, 51 and a half over. I would still be confident that that one comes true, but, I mean, if they're going to be missing two of their I three know. stars this regularly, maybe it's an under. I'd feel a lot better if they had won last night's game, and yeah, yeah. Booker and Beal were in there. That one's, uh, it's very early. Uh, and then Pelicans, 44 and a half, under, I said. This is the one I would say I feel the most wrong about after one week. Yeah, but that's a that's a tough call to make in the preseason, because if you're talking talent-wise, you're probably taking the over for the Pelicans, and when they've got their players on the court, they look like a 50-win team, which has been the case so far uh, to start the season. It's just a matter of can, specifically Zion, but Zion and Brandon Ingram continue uh, to play every single night. Uh, we shall see. There you go. Other thing I would like yeah. to change, I think we should have had the Golden State Warriors on the title contending tier. Mm. They've looked pretty solid. I mean, Curry has been kind of carrying them to yeah. a couple of these wins here, uh, but they still have Steph Curry. He's awesome. He could easily win MVP this season. I, hey, look, as those shows went on, I tried to get us there. I remember I started saying, I, I think we're overlooking them. We're yeah. forgetting about them. They're getting lost in the shuffle because they've been there, done that, and they have all the championships. And yeah, we started to slowly get there. But you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. They should be. 
Uh, next one, Hey No Duckers. I just got home from the Timberwolves home opener against the Heat, a game in which Jimmy Butler was ruled out for rest purposes after playing two games. This marks Jimmy's fourth straight DNP against the Wolves. The last game he did play was in November 2021 and featured a Rachel Nichols chant, a scuffle with Anthony Edwards, followed by Ant taking it out on Gabe Vincent's face. Remember that dunk? And most importantly, a Miami L. I get it, though. We all have things we'd rather avoid doing. So I want to know, what's an obligation you've been ducking for a while now? P.S. Prayers for a continued health recovery for our guy, Tass. Definitely miss hearing him on the show. Episodes are just a little less classic. Sorry, guys, without him. That's from Monty in Minnesota. A lot of you adding to these emails. Uh, nice, kind comments about Tass. Um, but a fun question. What obligation have you been ducking for a while now? Well, I'll start by saying I think that Monty's right. Jimmy is kind of ducking mm. the Timberwolves a little bit here. You saw him, like, waving and blowing kisses while he was resting uh, in the game earlier this week. Uh, Kyrie Irving, like, he ducks Cavs games, right? Like, in Cleveland, I think he has uh, basically – I don't think he's played in Cleveland since that game that Gordon Hayward got hurt on the very first night of the season, which was Kyrie's first year in Boston. I don't think he's played in Cleveland since or something like wow. that. Wow. That's crazy. Um as for obligations, I've been ducking. I have two electrical updates I need to make to the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pole thing for my light bulb in my closet went out about a year ago. Uh, and then also the outlet that controls my garage door opener also went out. Mm. I just don't know how to change those things. And also, <laughs> I don't want to get electrocuted. Oh, um, yeah. So, you know, I just hooked up a really long out uh extension cord for the garage door opener which lets me ignore the fact that it's not working correctly <laughs> yeah. and then i get dressed in the dark in my closet <laughs> i know what the clothes looks like <laughs> so there's well, enough the, natty lights okay the, the garage door light or whatever that's one thing but this, you're saying it's you just got to replace the light bulb no no no, no, no in no. your closet no no, no oh. the the actual it's like a fixture with like a little chainy chain. Oh, old swip- school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've swapped in several bulbs, but it ain't oh, the bulbs. Okay, it's the I pole. see. I see. You got to get to work. There. I got to get to work. Yeah, yeah. Or not. Yeah, just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, JD, do you uh, do you have an answer to this? Something you've been putting off? I'm trying to think of something that I haven't been putting off. Like, <laughs> oh, literally. Everything. You think the list is quite long? The list is endless. Yeah. Oh boy. I, I just crossed one of those things off my list. Uh, it was to fix my, and I'm going to blow your American minds, uh, fix my eaves troughs. Ooh, oh, baby. You know what that is, Americans? You know what the eaves trough they is? They don't. They, they don't. don't. <laughs> you tell an American down here, oh, yeah, clean my eaves trough. They will look at you like you just are from a different planet. My gutters. My gutters. Is what I'm talking about. On gutters the side. are on the ground. Come on. I know. That's why... Uh, East trough is better. Yeah. It really is. Wait, gutters are on the ground? Yeah, well, next to the side. Between the sidewalk and the road, that's what I call yeah, it. Yeah, that's what we call a gutter. Yeah. Like a oh. sewer. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but anyway, there are also gutters here. Yeah. Uh, point is, one side of my house, probably from branches or whatever, too much weight. It was, uh, I was up there blowing the leaves out, and I'm like, ooh, those, those bolts are getting loose. And I said, I'm going to fix those one of these days because <laughs> I refuse to like, I'm not, I, there are some things, I am not a handyman, but there are some things where I just feel so weird having another person fix for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and then for me to pay them because I just think they're just judging me. They're like, <laughs> you don't know how to tighten a bolt? 
you know? <laughs> yeah. I know it's on your roof and it's a little dangerous. I don't mind heights and all that. But anyway, uh, so I have that. I've told you guys I have that app, like my to-do list app. Yeah. One of them is drink water every day. Uh, <laughs> and I had that fix the gutters. I had that in that app, and I would just drag it every day oh. to the next day, oh. every day to Oof. the next day, every day to the next. This That's weekend, such a terrible feeling when you do that. Terrible well. feeling, but yeah. I like it because I like to feel terrible for a second. It's like <laughs> you're you lazy son of a bitch. You just keep putting it off. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what feels good when I finally can say, "Ooh, click, did it." Nice. And uh, yeah, you know. Got a bit, got a bit of a sore thumb oh, no. from doing all the tithing, <laughs> but I got it done. There you go. All right, congrats. <laughs> I got it done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Please, I will hold for applause. <laughs> I fixed my gutters. I screwed my bolt. Shower me, shower me in praise. Thank you. I am a man. Let's give it up for Skeets. I am a man. With a sore thumb. <laughs> All right. Next one. G'day, mates. G'day, mate. Here's a couple of questions for the beach. Pick one or two or none. You know what? We're going to do both of them. Uh, Braun and KD just faced off for the first time in years, which made me think there's increasing parity in the NBA, plus injuries, player movement, etc. And I can't really say if that gives the fans a greater or smaller chance to see a great player rivalry on the biggest stage like the NBA Finals or the Conference Finals. So the question is, what's one player rivalry that you really want to see happening in the near future. Embiid versus Jokic, Giannis versus Jokic, Tatum versus Booker, Wemby versus Chet. And here's a silly one. You've already referred to the Kings coach as Michael Brown, (laughs) but what are other NBA personalities' full names that sound really good or bad or weird and that we need to hear more often? (laughs) Patrick Riley, Richard Carlisle, Zachary Levine, Frederick Van Vliet, (laughs) Philip Elder... That's from Shank the Tank. Two questions. Uh, which one do you want to start with? The the funny names, full names, <laughs> legal names, or uh, the rivalry one? I guess the rivalry. Okay. Uh, all of the ones that Shank the Tank list would be awesome to see. Embiid versus Jokic or Giannis versus Jokic in the finals. That would be incredible. It would be awesome. Yeah, yeah that would yeah. be so good I like to those see two. them actually like – because, I mean, there's definitely a rivalry with Embiid. I don't feel like there's much tension between Giannis and Jokic, but if they're facing each other, they're going to be matched up with each other quite a bit. Tatum versus Booker I think is kind of interesting too. They seem like the next American stars up on the list who is actually in the lead here. Yeah. They've each made the finals once and lost the finals once. Yeah. You know, they're both top five MVP kind of guys. And then Wemby versus Chet is obviously awesome and obviously going to be good because these guys are both so competitive. Chet Holmgren talks trash about everybody after every single game. You saw Wemby's reaction to winning against the uh, to winning against the Suns last night. He was going crazy. So I think that they have good personalities for yep. it, and I think they're obviously going to be matched up uh, alongside each other. And then who knows? Who knows what happens once Cooper Flag gets to the NBA as well? <laughs> we'll have three very young up-and-coming centers who could be amongst the best players in the league. All three of those guys going against each other will be sick. I would add, um, and we've already had a little bit of it, maybe it's one-sided, but Booker versus Luka is a fun, fun player rivalry. There seems to be uh, some distaste between the two. So uh, I would add that one to a great list here from Shank the Tank. Another one I'm looking forward to see if it translates from the summer, because unfortunately these two teams don't play until I think February, but Dylan Brooks and Dennis Schroeder were like <laughs> talking trash to each other through every FIBA game that yep. Canada and Germany 
played with each other. Like I said, they don't play for a couple of months, so tensions may have dissipated, mm-hmm. but uh, those guys like to get it under anybody's skin. Nobody more so than each other, so yeah. that'll be hilarious. Yeah, it'll be great when both those teams with uh, 20 wins are playing each other. Uh, <laughs> Give us a little spice, though. Yeah, exactly. All right, I like that. Anyone else? Or you want to move to the yeah, legal names? Yeah, who do you got? Who are your favorites? Timothy Duncan? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I feel like we rarely call him Stephen Curry anymore. He's dropped the N. He's yeah. just Steph. Yeah, he's just Steph. They still, I, I, maybe that one. I, I, they still include it a lot in headlines yes. and articles yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But people call him Steph. Yeah. And then speaking of FIBA, we saw this a lot uh, in international competitions. He's not Lou Dort internationally. Full Lugans. Lugans. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that's I like a, seeing that. Yeah, it's a great name. Yeah. I mean, Lou's a great short, fun almost nickname. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Dort is an awesome name as it is. Uh, I thought of a current player that uh, has a cool name, Obi Toppin. You know his legal first name? It's just as cool as Obi. Obadiah. Obadiah? Obadiah, man. Uh, Going to the land of (laughs) Indiana? He could have switched to Obadiah easily. Yeah. Yes, that's a good one. And then while we're talking names, I brought this up on a playback recently. I didn't know this fact, and it felt like a lot of people didn't. The Thompson Twins' middle name, both of them is XLNC. That's their legal middle names. Excellence. <laughs> All caps locks. Those four letters. That's XLNC. Cool, that both that's wild. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. That's a little fact if you didn't know that that the Thompson Twins middle name Excellence spelled that way. I also thought of some funny ones that go the other way that like they use their full name and it sounds weird if you use a shortened name. Okay. Uh, I saw this. I was inspired by Nate Jones last night on Twitter who called Donovan Mitchell Don Mitchell. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it like instantly ages him up. Yeah. But if he played in the 90s, he definitely would have gone by Donnie. There's a lot of Donnies around Donnie, back then. Donnie, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Donnie. Don Mitchell. How about uh, Steve Adams? <laughs> One letter different. Yeah, wow. Steve. Just a different person. Totally Just different person. that in. And then there's occasionally uh, people that go both ways. Patrick Beverly. People call him Pat Bev. Yeah. People call him Pat Beverly. People call him Patrick Beverly. It works. Yeah, it works. Yeah. All right. Great stuff. Good questions. Questions, as you got two in there. Shanked a tank. Full right. name. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> of course. Uh, hey, Dunkachinos. It's been a while. Miscusi. <laughs> I just have a quick question. <laughs> Interesting. Is the, is the current version of Al Horford the greatest role player of all time? I know Ginobili mostly came off the bench, but he was always more than a role player. There have been guys like Jamal Crawford and Sweet Lou. They were get buckets type of role players, but that's really all they did. I kind of think Horford fits the bill of a role player now. He does so much, so well. That is from Brent Ferrari. Got to go full name if your name's Brent Ferrari. Vroom, vroom. (laughs) That he adds himself. We don't even add that vroom, vroom anymore to Brent Ferrari's name, who always has good questions. But I don't know. Al Horford, the greatest role player of all time. Did you do a double take on that? Did you nod your head? Do the Alonzo Mourning gif, you know? Uh, it's a no for me. Um, but I can see the vision from Brent Ferrari here. Yeah. Would you consider Dennis Rodman a role player? Who? Or is he more like a Manu Ginobili where he is a star, but the things he's doing is role player stuff? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I kind of thought he was more like a Ginobili. So I would have to go another level down. Shane Battier? 
Okay. That yeah. guy is a legendary role player. Great role player. Yeah. He'll put his hand right on your face. He won't touch it. What about Lamar Odom? Lamar Odom? Is he a role player? Okay. He's a damn good one, man. Yeah, I was a, a huge Lamar Odom Yeah, fan. yeah that's, was, a, that's a great one. He was really good. Yeah. Obviously, Robert Ory's. Robert Ory's on the list, yeah. as are Danny Green and Derek Fisher. Okay. What I'm saying is win a title out of Horford. Ooh, and then yeah. maybe you will be. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, you'll yeah. be in the mix. Yeah, yeah. Do some cool stuff in the finals. Good point. Good point. Um, I think that's fair. Yeah, you got to have a chip to be on the greatest role player of all time. Rodman is a fascinating one. Rodman made only – did he only make two All-Star games? I think so. Yeah, it's very few. Maybe one. He may have only made two-time All-Star. Two-time All-Star. Uh, but both when he, he was with the Pistons winning Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. He won Defensive Player of the Year before he became the rebound machine. Yeah. I heard on a podcast, I won't name it the other day, they said Dennis Rodman was the most overrated player in NBA history, and I was like, I, I literally stopped my car. <laughs> That's an insane take. I'm sorry. Top 75 guy. It's, I mean, the I, I, literally the idea is like, oh, I mean, you can't hit a jumper. How could he be one of the greatest yep. players of all time? Well, he did, he did everything else at the most elite level, <laughs> yeah. basically. Of course, defensive player. Of course, rebounding. The, he's probably the greatest of all time at that. And uh, he, was, he was a hell of an athlete. Um, and he was talented. I mean, he wasn't a scorer, sure, but there's other things. Anyway, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, final one. All-Star Game Stakes. Winner of the East versus West gets to host the finals as the home team. I'm absolutely sure some championship contending players will want to win the All-Star game so their conference gets to host the big series. Undoubtedly, the coach of the East or West 2. Problem solved. You're welcome. Scotty P. Scotty Pippen, thanks for listening. Yep. Thanks for writing in. He says, all we got to do to fix the All-Star game is to uh, do what they did in the MLB, I guess, for a little bit. They got rid of it, they but it was it, yeah. the uh, winner of the All-Star game would get uh, you know home field advantage in their case. But he says, why don't we do that for the All-Star game, for the NBA? This may fix the All-Star game, and it would ruin the regular season <laughs> because now home court advantage is determined by one game in the middle of the year. What about the other 82 games that actually matter? Yeah, You think anybody's going to give it their all trying to finish the first seed if they know that – Nikola Jokic shooting hook shots in February is actually what matters. I do not think this would be a good idea. No, not a fan of this. No. no. But it would make the All-Star game perhaps more competitive. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would. I don't see how it couldn't help. But I don't think we need to. No, we do not need to do this. You don't need DeMar DeRozan being like, get on my back. <laughs> Giannis, I got this for you. You guys make the finals. I'll take care of the rest. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, what else could we do? I mean, everybody just wants to figure out how do we make it more competitive. You know, People want to incentivize both the All-Star game and the in-season tournament because I've seen people saying, yeah. why do fans care if players get an extra $500,000? Fair enough. Right, right, um, right. But if we give – a playoff spot to the in-season tournament. People are saying maybe they should get the sixth seed. Maybe they should get the seventh seed, the number one seed in the play-in tournament kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And then what are we giving to the all-star game? We're giving them home court advantage. It's like, yeah, it makes everything matter uh, for sure. But all we want is people to play hard in the all-star game for one quarter. That's all. I know. That's all we're asking for. It's, we, they, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> there shouldn't have to be all that much incentivizing. Yeah. It's like, for the good of the game, honestly, that's what we're getting at. Play hard for one quarter for the final six minutes yep. and give us a show. Uh, but, yeah, for the in-season tournament, you're right, a lot of talk about should they get playoff seating or people have thrown around the idea, what about a 
high draft pick. Like you're suddenly given like uh, the fifth pick or something like that. Like a, maybe not the first pick, but you're given a very strong yeah. pick. Though people then push back. Why would these players want to <laughs> play hard for the idea of a guy taking their job? And it's like, I don't know. I understand that. But like at the same time, like some of these guys are like, well, yeah, you always want more talent on your team. Yeah. Even if it's in the case of a rookie. But yeah, there's also people saying this in-season tournament cup early in the year, if it's a success, whatever we determine that to be as a success, if it works, watch the league at a second one later on that maybe then does grant you a playoff position. That starts to make a little bit more sense the closer you get to the postseason. Okay. Right? A little weird, I think, giving uh, the winner of the in-season tournament cup in December the seventh seed or sixth seed or whatever. Sure. Makes a little bit more sense maybe in, in a March tournament or something like that, personally. But I guess that depends on how this goes. They could call it, like, uh, March Madness. <laughs> right? Winner take all. <laughs> I think that's a good name. That's a great name. Has, a has this name. ever been suggested? For stop me if it has. Make the All Star game count, and what I mean is, every team that has an All Star player on the East, if they win, that's a win for their team in the actual standings. Sheesh. Wow. And then it's a loss on the so like the not that these are but the Bulls, the Raptors, the Heat, the El, the the seventy sixes. Fascinating. It You're saying all if the Eastern the Conference win. wins, everybody in the East, even if you didn't have a representative. Well, well, or you have to have a representative on the on <laughs> oh, the All Star, so that's oh. more incentive to become an All Star. Oh Jesus, holy moly, it's all intertwined. Yeah, just make it make it count. I have make never, I have never heard that actually, actually, which is crazy. I've never heard that. That's a that's a that's a hoop idea right there. Hashtag hoop idea. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Okay. Um, I was gonna have another one there, but you blew my mind with that one, so it'll come to me. <laughs> what do you think about JD's idea? What about uh, Scotty P's idea? Any other ideas to uh, incentivize uh, all of these, all of these tournaments, or at least the All Star Game? Fun stuff. Let's take one more break. When we come back, tweet in the night. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon. Let's say I just snap my fingers, I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my god, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mac Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air-knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak Polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. 
They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, still here in the Classic Factory, JD with the galaxy brain thinking, hey, maybe one way to make the All-Star game more competitive is the winners, all of their teams get an extra W in the regular season. Schumann, of course, points out, well, the standings mostly matter within the conference. So if you gave all the Eastern Conference players an extra win, what does that really do? Fair, but... As TK said in the comments there, back to Shu, this is why we keep the draft. Bring Go back, back to the draft. We split up conferences and there's drafting. Ooh. Then it means something. Playing for a win. Yeah. That's not bad. I like it. We did it. We took we us 19 it. years. Yes. Yeah, people people are loving <laughs> the code. People are loving that uh that you have come up with this idea here. Joe says, nearly 20 years of absorbing knowledge on a game he doesn't care about has paid off, folks. JD has achieved NBA Nirvana. <laughs> you imagine, like, they try this. It works incredibly. People love it. Like, Silver brings JD out. Let's bring out the man. The architect of it all. Yes. The Doyle plan. Yeah, the Doyle plan. Step aside, Elam. We've got Doyle yeah. now. Imagine. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, the Doyle yeah. draft. Uh, just one final thing, because I've seen people saying about uh, the in-season tournament specifically, why are these players going to care? Yeah, like, more money, they're already millionaires. Oh, okay, a cup, who cares? That people think they should make the the thing that you win like a lot cooler to the players. And the best suggestion, I sort of agree with it, like championship belts like wrestling style belts mm. that they get to have for the year. They can carry around if they want, flaunt them on IG and Twitter. And then those same belts go up for grabs. Like the next in season tournament cup. I actually don't mind it. It's not bad. Something wearable is <laughs> something good. wearable. Yeah. yeah. So jewelry or watch or yeah, belt, like whatever. Yeah. Give them a, a bracelet. You know, yeah. the final is in Vegas, just like the world series of poker. Get a bracelet. Yeah. You're like Chris Moneymaker got a million bracelets. It seems silly. Like, why would that? Why would they care more? But I feel like they would. Check the I feel list. like they would. That's good. It's a good idea. All right. Lots of ideas here on today's No Dunks. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Uh. All right, Tweet of the Night. We actually are going back to the James Harden news. It's a tweet from at YC, and it's pretty simple, and it made us laugh. 
Uh, quote, the two happiest days of an NBA fan's life are when their team trades for James Harden and when their team trades away James Harden. <laughs> That's the tweet. Two million views because it's a great tweet from NYC. <laughs> A lot of truth to that. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of quote tweets of Sixers fans with their reaction from when James Harden came to the team and then what happened yesterday, and this seems to be pretty accurate. I think it is. He's the boat of the NBA. <laughs> James Boat Harden. <laughs> you're just pumped, pumped when you get it. You get James Harden, and you're pumped when you trade it away. Simple tweet. Sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes that's all it takes. You see a good tweet? You see a good next? Let us know. At no dunk sink. At us. We'll check our Do I need to keep saying this? Do I need to keep slipping in X? Like, nobody calls it that. Uh, you, you're you the number one caller of X. I know. I think, it's you, like, I, I, think it's like, I did hear Zach Lowe say X. But, he? like, when you read it in a newspaper right now, it says X, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Right, uh, right. My prediction is it'll go back to Twitter eventually someday. Oh, so just stay. Just Let's just stick with Twitter. <laughs> Don't worry about changing the... Uh, the little sting there, the graphic package, which still says Tweet of the Night. We still have the Twitter and all yep. that. Like, I think you're right. Yeah. It'll go back. Yeah. It's like fashion, you know. Typical. <laughs> Don't throw away your flannels because yep. they'll come back. They always come back every 10 years. Are you saying that because you're wearing one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you look good. That's a nice yeah. one. Yeah. Thank I like you. that color. Uniqlo. Hey. <laughs> Uniqlo. There's a company I haven't heard of in a long time. It's a Uniqlo as well. It's a that's Uniqlo, Uniqlo as well. That's right. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, it's a warm Wednesday. Get your Uniqlo flannels and fleeces. Nice. Not yeah. an ad. Not an ad. Not an ad. But speaking of that, are we? Uh, I know you were pitching once the idea of, uh, I guess, business Fridays. Formal Fridays. It Formal was Fridays. That makes more sense. Um, yeah. The pitch has happened. Yep. And uh, there's movement. The apparently. ball is in the air. The ball is in the air. All right. The ball is so, tipped. We'll see. Let's so go. we might be wearing suits on Friday when we come to the glassing factory. It's like one of those, this is a genius idea. And then as soon as, if, if it actually happens, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to have to wear a suit on Friday. Every Friday. I mean, it is a great, it's a great pitch. Formal Friday, great name. <laughs> the opposite of casual Friday. Like, it, yeah, it's awesome. But yeah. you're right. By the second Friday, I don't want to be putting out a suit, I'll tell you that. But hey, 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 we'll see. We'll I see. don't know, man. I think it's going to change our lives. Maybe. Probably not. But uh, remember there's that episode of The Bear when Richie starts wearing a suit? And he's Ooh. like, it felt like a suit of armor. He starts mm. wearing it all the time. I was wearing my suit out last night, trick-or-treating as the werewolf of London. Felt powerful yeah, walking yeah. around in a full suit. It is nice. Yeah. Did yeah. you did you uh, go shirtless underneath? No, I, I covered my yeah, It was my chest cold, yeah, man. yeah. yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't need those skims with the nips last night, would you? <laughs> I mean, look, I know other people in parts of the country like, shut up, it's not cold where you are. It was cold for Atlanta, I will yeah. admit. Yeah, it was our first real, really a first yeah. real cold night or morning or whatever mm. uh, here in Atlanta. Yeah. Don't worry, it's not going to last. It's going to be mm-hmm. two days. It's nice next week. Yeah, well, <laughs> winter's over. Uh, all right, tonight, 13 games on. Yeah, you heard me. 13 games on in the NBA. That's a chunky. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern to break them break all down. Break as many as we can down. Oh, man, break them. Yeah, break them. <laughs> We're just going to break them. And Survivor. Oh, my God. And we got Survivor on tonight. That's no buffs. That's got its own YouTube and podcast oh, feed. Uh, get your picks in. Good call, good call. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow, and uh, we really hope you enjoyed the show today. We would love for you to hit that like button. We would love for you to subscribe. We would love for you to share the show. And podcast listeners, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, spooky season is over. 
but it is decorative gourd season. Yeah, mother effer! Brace the day, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.